Welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast for leaders, thinkers, and future makers. Covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. I'm your host, I'm Coach Polina. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I hope everyone is enjoying a long weekend. I hope everyone is having a splendid morning. Welcome to Ladder Talk Live. Once again, I'm your host. I'm Coach Lena. And we are in Entrepreneur's Week. We are in Entrepreneur's Week and it is going to be fabulous because we have um, some special things going on this week. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the inside story of how you can turn a hobby into a full-time business. Doesn't that sound amazing? I think so. I think it's amazing. (laughs) Um, Today, we're going to dive in deep on all of those particular things. Uh, Before we get started, make sure to introduce yourself into the chat. If you are watching this live, I'd love to greet you. So please go ahead, say good morning, say good afternoon, wherever you may be. Even tell us where you're at. Um, Go ahead and pop into the chat. Would love, love, love to be able to greet you properly. So again, thank you all for joining me. If you're catching the replay, Today is Monday, September 5th, and we are uh, live in Entrepreneur's Week. We're specifically talking about today the inside story of how you can turn a hobby into a full-time business. So my question have you ever thought about turning your hobby into a full-time business? You're not alone. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you can do that, why starting a business from scratch can be daunting, um, but, but what we're going to be able to do to, to get that together. And um, it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be daunting, right? It doesn't have to be um, tough or, or scary or, or any of those things. I'm going to introduce you to three tips uh, for getting started on getting the ball rolling on new ventures in no time. So once again, introduce yourself into the chat. If this is your first time joining, make sure to say good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're located. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for sparing some time with me today. Good morning, Tiana. Thank you again so much for joining as well. Um, So let's get started. So number one, some of these are going to be, you may think, well, this is kind of obvious, but sometimes it's not. So let's go through the full plan. Number one, get a plan together. This is the most important step in starting any business because without a plan, you're just guessing at what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So you want to know what your goals are. How much money are you looking to make in this business? Who are your customers going to be? But even more than that, you want a clear sense of how you are going to achieve those goals and meet those needs. So putting a plan of action together to identify where am I supposed to be going in all of this, right? Good morning, Nana. Where are we going with all of this? And and where specifically, what steps do I need to take to get there? The next one, find an experienced mentor or advisor who can guide you through the process of starting up. There are coaches out there. There are um, financial planners out there. there. You can even go to your bank and they'll help you You know, with a strategy. There's also um, a particular um, businesses specific to 
counties, um, your town that helps small business owners get their foot off the ground because that's only going to continue to help the business. So there are particular groups that you can join that help you start up your initiatives uh, for, for your business. So there are resources out there. Starting a business is not easy and it's going to take hard work. It's going to take dedication and, and maybe some luck. Um, but having someone who understands the ins and outs of running a business will make all the difference in the world and helping and in keeping you accountable and helping you keep moving forward when things get tough along the way. So there are several resources that you can utilize um, inside your community, inside your your, your, you know, state, et cetera, that you can lean on. And there are also free resources. There are paid resources and free resources. So whatever uh, you're looking to accomplish, there are uh, budgets at every level to help you with that and help you make some of those dreams a reality and those hobbies turn into financial success. Next, of course, don't give up. They're starting something new is scary. As I mentioned in the beginning, there's no way around that fact. But if you keep working hard towards your goal and surround yourself with people who believe in what you're trying to accomplish, then there is no stopping you. Right. It takes a team. It takes, as they say, a village. So enable yourself the opportunity to truly be able to succeed in entrepreneurship. Again, we're talking about how to turn your hobby into a business today. And that is something that we are talking about a week. We're talking about Entrepreneurship Week. Hi, Dan. Yes, we are taking off. In fact, uh, after this call, I'm hopping on a boat. I'm going to be down here in the water uh, on a boat. So I'm excited. Yes. Um, let's move on to the next one. How to make sure that your hobby is scalable and profitable enough to support you. So here are here's how to make sure that your hobby is scalable and profitable enough to support you. Number one, identify a problem in your industry. So, for example, if you're in the fashion industry, identify a problem with how clothes are made and then create number two, create a solution to that problem through your hobby. Use this solution as the basis of your business model. Again, find the problem that people likely want solved and then provide that solution. And then lastly, build a product line based on the solution you came up with through your hobby. This will help ensure that you have something to sell when you launch. So for me, for example, why I started in the coaching business from a career uh, coaching with executives, because I saw a gap in the market that there wasn't a space filled with in terms of providing that true um, support, training and development opportunities within leadership and, you know, people who are in the career field looking to advance and grow in their career, which is what got me into this industry and why I'm so passionate about it, because there is a problem and a gap that I personally see on a day to day basis and a solution that I'm willing to provide. So that's where I provide my solution to fill a gap in the market. Identify what is one of your hobbies that could potentially be filling a gap that is missing. And there really is no silly answer, because if you're looking at even the person who created, um, let's say I'm looking at my desk right now, someone who created this little thing that goes on your keyboard, 
The problem was people were tired of putting their fingers on a dirty keyboard. And then they talked about probably how, how difficult it was to clean it. So someone provided, created a solution, which is a mouse cover, or excuse me, a keyboard cover that could be taken off, wiped down, and your keyboard remains intact. This is a solution that someone provided. Very simple, very, you know, maybe you don't think about it, but if you use it, you see the benefit of it. Because again, no one wants to put their hands on a dirty keyboard, right? No one wants to see the dirt that builds up on a keyboard. This was the solution that was provided. What solution can you provide that you, you think more people could really utilize? The steps that you need to take in order to turn your hobby into an actual business. So that's what we're going to be talking about um, next. Number one, come up with a name for your business. The more unique, the better. But I will say, if you can somehow find a way to identify what it is you're solving within the title of that uh, object or service or whatever the case may be, the better. Because then it's when a person is doing a keyword search, you will pop up versus they have to know you if it's not in the brand name. So keep that in mind. Number two, create a logo. What is the image that's going to represent your brand? What is the image that's going to represent your brand? And remember, we're not just talking about a product-based business. We're also talking about service-based businesses. I provide a service. Career Boss Academy provides a brand that provides that support to those in need. So what what um or excuse me, what service are you solving? What title are you going with? And then what logo represents that brand? Number three, write down all the reasons why you want to turn your hobby into a business. This is going to be absolutely imperative because when days come by and you're feeling a little discouraged, going through that list is really going to help Realign uh, you as to why you're doing this. This is so important to to identify where, why am I doing what I'm doing, right? So make a very long list, every little detail. This list is for you. You're not publicly presenting this unless you choose to. But write a list of all the reasons why you want to turn your hobby into a business. Number four. Make a list of all of the resources that you need to make your business happen. How much money are you going to need? Um, how much time will you need to provide to this business? Uh, what equipment will you need? Who, who do you need? What partnerships do you need to create in order to make this a successful business? All of these things need to be noted by, be, be acknowledged because when it comes to creating a business, you really want to do your best to avoid being caught off guard uh, with things like this. These are things you can control, right? There are certain things that happen that you can't control and you just have to kind of roll with it. But there are certain things you can control. So identifying how much is it going to cost to get the, the products or how much is it going to cost to uh, put your website on? Where are you going to host the, the payment links? How much does that cost? Is it a subscription model? What is the price for that? You know, all of the things. You need to create an identity around that as well and create a plan of how much all of those things are, what resources you're going to need, how much time is it going to take. So you can create a realistic expectation for your launch. Look at other businesses and see what they do well 
and how they could improve their services and products. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with looking at the competitor and learning from them, right? What can you, what is your competitor doing that you could do better? What experience have you had with your competitor and you wish it would have been this? Even if, it, if that's better customer service, even if that's feeling more, more valued, right? Not just another number. How can you create that environment and tweak a few things to make it now your brand? Again, we're not taking other people's ideas, but let's take an example of uh, Burger King and McDonald's that typically are across the street from each other wherever you go. They're not worried about each other, right? There's a brand for, there's a, a market for, for both to, to exist. They're providing practically the same thing, burgers and fries, literally, that's it. But one thinks they're providing a better service over the other. One is uh, providing a more broad um, meal options, you know, things like that. What, what's what's their uh, flagship uh, recipes and, and things of that nature. But it didn't stop the other from existing. Because McDonald's was there, Big Burger King wasn't like, well, I can't do it because they are, they're already doing it. No, they said, I can do it better. So what brand, what hobby do you currently have? that you can make better if you're looking at your competitor. What's, what makes it better? What makes you better than the competition? Present that to your audience so they know that they're getting a better service. Because for every product, for every service out there, there's already somebody else doing it. It's very unlikely you're gonna find, create, it's unlikely, but not impossible. Gonna be very clear, anything is possible. But, it is harder to create something that's never existed at this point. Not impossible, though. So there is still opportunities for that. So I do want to be very clear. Um, so think of the things that you can do to improve that market, that you can improve that, that space. And then lastly, start working on putting together an actual business plan for your new venture. Now, it is important. It's not required to create a business plan, but it is smart to create a business plan. Typically, people only create business plans when they're looking for funding from banks. However, it's smart to put a business plan together for yourself so that you know where you're going versus just blindly going in the dark trying to create something. Really put some, some thought behind what are, what are the phases of my business. Phase one is ideation right? Where I'm identifying proof of concept, exactly what it is I'm doing, etc. Phase two is I'm going to get a target audience together and get their input. What do they think of this product? What do they think of this service? Phase three is this. Phase four is this. These are the things you have to identify to help you create a, a plan of action, but also there's going to be tweaks along the way right? You can only do so much in a controlled environment. So once you put that baby out into the world, now you're going to get real life feedback that you can tweak along the way. If you look at previous companies, their iteration has changed over the years because of the feedback, because they've gotten better over time. The very first Ford vehicle doesn't look the way a new Ford vehicle looks now. They've changed along the way. For example, if you look at BMW, they have the same six, seven, and now eight series vehicles. But if you look at the at the um, life of those vehicles and how they've changed over the years, 
the four series uh, BMW um, of 2015 does not look like the series of 2022 or 2023, right? The, the, the body style has changed. It's the same vehicle. It's the same title, but things have evolved and improved over time. So they continue to iterate new, um, new, new vehicles along the way to keep up with the times. So you will be able to do the same thing. The project, the product or service you put out today doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't because you only learn how to improve by putting it out there and getting feedback. Who I am today, just as in your career, who you started as 10 years ago is not who you're going to be 10 years later. You're going to have grown and evolved and had more experience. Now you're presenting a new person to the industry. Same thing with that hobby turned into a full-time business. That business will change over time. It will change with the market. So be willing to change with it. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Has this been helpful? How many of you have a hobby? Uh, let me know in the chat that you are wanting to change into a full-time business. Hi, Tia. Let me know in the chat. How many of you have a business uh, that you have just been kind of like, you know, I really would love to do this, but you think it's just so far-fetched that you feel that no one else is going to want it. How many of you actually feel that way? Let's see who, who's who's willing to be vulnerable about that, because I'm going to be honest with you. I have uh, b before I started my coaching business, I thought I had this imposter syndrome of thinking, well, I mean, why would anybody want to listen to me? I'm just me. I'm just me. Why would anybody want to hear anything I have to say? Over time, I realized what I have to say is putting more money in people's pockets. It's the proof is in the pudding. Now, over time, the way the industry works, especially career-wise, is evolving. So I have to evolve with it. My coachings will continue to change along the way because the market change, changes. The trends are changing. So it's important that you stay, as they say, um, ear to the streets to know what, what is changing. What, what, what do I need to be doing differently? As I as I am an executive leadership coach and I'm coaching leaders on how to tune in to to their people more, what I was teaching five years ago isn't the same thing I'm teaching today, because five years ago we were all in the office. So there was a connection that that is different today because now everyone is remote. Most people are remote. So now I'm teaching my leaders. This is how you connect when people aren't in your face, how to connect when people are on their own island how to get people, how to get your employees to still perform when they don't have the, have the ability to feed off the, the energy they used to be able to feed off of when they were in person. So me, myself, my business has had to evolve because the economies evolve. The world is changing, right? How people consume is different. So what are you willing to do or what are you noticing in your world, that's changing. For example, we have Tia on the call here um, on, on Facebook. Make sure you guys follow her. She, she coaches uh, working moms how to uh, truly connect not only having that work-life balance, but also how to connect with themselves, how to truly have a plan in place. But some of this was not in, in place five years ago. Moms had the ability to drop their kids off at school and then have that time to their work and then come back and let's have dinner. But now times have changed. The kids are in the room next door. 
you're still working on this Zoom call. Everybody is commingling and cohabitating. So she has had to evolve what she is teaching. She's now helping people who are, that is what they do. That's what she does, right? So the world is changing. It's important for, for us as, as business owners and people who have hobbies that want to turn it into a business, evolve with it. There, there is a community of people waiting for your idea to come to life. Lesson of the day, message of the day. There are people out there waiting for you to create the business, to put out that business because they need it more than anything. They need to figure out how the heck manage being a parent and being a business owner. How do I do it? We have April on the line here, uh, the legit lawyer. How do I now, as you keep hearing all these folks, uh, these PPP loans that, that some, some, some people got, you know, some people didn't, uh, are trying to now realize, well, wait a minute. How do I how do I get my business more legit? Right. They, they didn't have the same accesses as before. The, the government wasn't just pouring money randomly at people like they were before. So now April, uh, who who's teaching businesses how to legitimize their businesses. Now she's teaching them. OK, well, let's let's get this together. Let's get this right. It's OK. You didn't do it right. We have time to fix it. She's teaching you these things. Right. So what are you willing to teach? What are you willing to put out there? What are you willing to, again, turn from a hobby into a full time business? So the rest of this week, we are going to continue into Entrepreneurs Week. Tomorrow, we are going to be talking about how to find your inner CEO, a step-by-step -step guide to finding your purpose and making it happen. We will have a special guest on Wednesday, so please tune in for that. Super excited. And um, I have a boat to hop onto, so uh, we're going to cut this short today because my hair needs to be blowing in the wind on this beautiful holiday. Um, yes, time to get legit. Thank you so much, April, for joining us, uh, the legit lawyer. So thank you again, everyone, for joining me today. We will be back again tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. I hope you have a, a wonderful rest of the day. Take some time to rest, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, thanks for watching the latest episode of Ladder Talk Live. That last episode was jam-packed full of information. I know I took a lot of notes. I hope you were able to do the same. If you find yourself at the end of this episode wondering how to get your career back on track, or if you need just a little bit of career clarity, make sure you go to coachwalina.com to sign up for your free complimentary career consultation. Let's get your career aligned to where you're looking to go next. Again, we're here to help everyday people live extraordinary lives. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you watch the podcast so you are in the know when new episodes launch and new opportunities to learn are available. I'll talk to you soon.